from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Lawmakers reconvened at the Ohio State House yesterday to begin drafting legislation that would repeal and replace the controversial nuclear bailout bill at the center of a federal bribery investigation. Angela Reigert reports. Democrats and Republicans don't seem to be on the same page. We've had this bill um, sitting in committee for over 30 days. I have no less than five or six times asked them when could we start hearings? When could we start communicating on this? Um, and so at some point we have to press the issue. Just have a huge amendment to repeal it in a hasty way on the floor today is totally inappropriate. Speaker Cup says a new committee will hold hearings on House Bill 6. When asked if it would be repealed and replaced before the election, the speaker said they will move expeditiously. I'm Angela Rigard. The former Speaker of the Ohio House returned to work yesterday as well. Bennett Haberly says he sidestepped questions about the federal bribery case against him. Larry Householder returned to the Ohio House chamber as a rank-and-file member and faced questions about the allegations that cost him the Speaker's chair and could potentially land him in prison. I'm innocent. I'm going to plead not guilty, and we're going to, we're going to defend ourselves uh, vigorously. House Speaker Bob Cupp told reporters that he thinks Householder should step down from his seat and resigned from his positions on two government boards. Outside the State House, Bennett Haverly. Governor Mike DeWine yesterday addressed a spike in the number of COVID cases in Ohio. Kevin Landers has the details. Governor Mike DeWine was not happy to see the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases go above the 21-day average. The governor believes the increase is a direct result of the opening of college campuses, high schools, and elementary schools across the state. He expressed his concern about what the numbers may look like following the upcoming Labor Day weekend. As people got together, though, during the 4th of July, we saw our cases increase even more. By mid-July, we were averaging close to 1,500 cases per day, and our positivity rate was an average of 6.5%. Reporting from the State House, Kevin Landers. They couldn't protest as a group because of COVID concerns, so nurses at OSU Wexner Medical Center hired a plane to fly above the hospital yesterday, towing a banner reading, OSU heroes work here and deserve a raise. Stephanie Stanovich reports. The president of the OSU Nurses Organization, Rick Lucas, says they're upset because he was told nurses who have labor agreements will get a raise, but those who don't will not. Lucas says he doesn't understand this because the Board of Trustees approved a big bonus for outgoing former OSU president, Dr. Michael Drake, and approved the construction of a multi-billion dollar inpatient hospital. He says nurses everywhere are being considered heroes, and he wants them to be treated that way. We're not going to take no for an answer. This is a big deal. And it's really a question of priorities and not resources. In Columbus, Stephanie Sanovich. The Ohio State football player shot in Columbus over the weekend took to social media last night to say he's home and recovering. Yolanda Harris has the latest. Over the weekend, Ohio State senior defensive lineman Haskell Garrett was shot in the face after police say he was trying to break up a fight. Garrett tweeted to Buckeye Nation saying he wanted to thank everyone who took care of him and his family and friends for their thoughts and prayers. And he wanted to say he's okay and is recovering well. I'm Yolanda Harris. 
you could be part of a significant step forward in the quest for a COVID-19 vaccine. Tracy Townsend says clinical trials will soon be underway in Columbus. The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center is one of several clinical trial sites across the country taking part in a trial. Researchers here will recruit 500 adults to see if the experimental COVID-19 vaccine called AZD-1222 works. Dr. Susan Colatar, who's the director of infectious diseases at OSU, told me it's vital to recruit participants, especially those in populations who are at risk. We really want to have a very diverse group of people enrolled because that, you want to make sure that people who will benefit most will also be part of the solution here. I'm Tracy Townsend. President Donald Trump says he's making an effort to push for fall football by talking with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. Dom DeBerry has the story. President Trump says he wants college football back. He wants it back now, and that includes the Big Ten Conference. I think they want to play, and the fans want to see it, and the players have a lot at stake. So we had a very good conversation, very productive. Well, the Big Ten issued this statement saying the conference and its return to competition task force are exhausting every resource to help student athletes get back to playing the sports they love in the safest and healthiest way possible. I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. The state has announced efforts to help students learning from home who do not have adequate internet service. Angela Ann explains. Lieutenant Governor John Houston announced more than 900 school grant requests have now been approved to go toward hotspots and internet-enabled services. Now, Houston says that would help about 121,000 students who really have no easy access to Wi-Fi. Another 645,000 students will benefit from increased public and mobile Wi-Fi hotspots. I'm Angela Ann. A Southwest Ohio police officer is out of the hospital after being wounded in a shootout Monday. ONN Steve Vaughn has more. Officer Denny Jordan, a 21-year veteran of the Middletown Police Department, was shot in the tricep, hand, and leg during the exchange of gunfire with 35-year-old murder suspect Christopher Hubbard at the end of a police chase. Hubbard was hit by 11 to 15 bullets fired by several officers. You can't shoot at the police. Uh, it doesn't matter what you do. You can't shoot at the police. You can't shoot policeman. Not here. Not anyhow. Butler County Sheriff Richard Jones. Hubbard remains hospitalized. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation has taken over the case. Steve Vaughn, ONN. The state of Ohio continues to operate without a director of the Ohio Department of Health. Kevin Landers has more with Governor DeWine on that search. It's been nearly a month since Dr. Amy Acton resigned her post as advisor to the governor. Since then, the state has yet to name someone to take her place. Dr. Acton left her post August 4th, and the governor replaced her with an interim director with no medical background. I asked the governor if he's close to making a hire. Obviously, the role is even more essential today in the pandemic. We, we have some leads. We're talking to some people, but nothing yet to announce. I'm uh, impatient about this, as I am about a lot of things. Kevin Landers for the Ohio News Network. And the Boy Scouts of America have launched ads about how victims of decades-old sexual abuse by scout leaders can seek compensation. ONN's Eric Brown has the story. Under the supervision of a bankruptcy judge, the Boy Scouts of America has launched a nationwide $6 million advertising campaign to notify victims that they have until November 16th to seek compensation from a proposed fund. Law firms say they have already signed up thousands of clients to submit claims since the Boy Scouts filed for bankruptcy protection in February in the face of hundreds of lawsuits. Some lawyers predict the number of people filing claims will surge past 20,000 by the November deadline. Eric Brown, ONN News.
Special thanks to our affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.